Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're here. What's going on? Oh, Thanksgiving is done. Yep. We actually got some good feedback on our holiday episode. So a couple of episodes back, we talked about how you guys can uh, steer the conversation away from things you don't want to talk about with your family. <laughs> and uh, hopefully everyone survived and you were home and you had yep. a little bit of a, you had some, you had a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I didn't even, I think I might've mentioned it. I didn't even want to do anything or see family on Thanksgiving. Cause that this year, uh, last year, you know, was the first year of holidays without my mom. And a lot of people were like, holidays are hard, but maybe I I've realized this year I think is harder. And I'm guessing maybe it was because I was still kind of in shock last year. It was still pretty new, but this year was just going into it. I felt some sort of way and I didn't really want just I was really noticing my mom missing more this year and just not wanting to be around anybody. But my brother on the day of, he's like, are you coming? Are you coming? And I was like, oh, fine. And he kind of convinced me by saying the kids, the grandkids, my nieces and nephews wanted to see grandma's grave. And we haven't been there any, I've been there, but nobody else has been there since she passed. So I was like, fine. So last minute decided to go. And as Jeff and I are pulling into the gate of my parents' community, my sister-in-law calls me and she's like, when are you getting here? I go, we're pulling in right now. She's like, we just called the ambulance. Your dad passed out. And I'm like, oh goodness. So yeah, we ran into, and I shared this on my Instagram stories, but long story short, um, like right before we got there, my dad was outside grilling and just fell on the ground. And my brother told me later, he didn't want to say anything around the kids, but he thought he was dead. He thought he stopped breathing. He was completely just pale yellowish. I don't know what color it is when you, you guys, when you see it, you know, the color, but anyway, by the time I got there, they had put him up in a chair and the ambulance was there like two minutes later. Um, and they had just said he was cooking and he fell down and he's lost a lot of weight recently, like 40, 50 pounds. So I thought maybe his, and he's, he was on blood pressure medication. So I know that as you lose weight, you don't need as much medicine. So I thought maybe that was the issue. Turns out right before we got there, his back was bothering him. So he asked my brother to crack his back. He lays down on his stomach and my brother just pushes on his upper back. Well, I guess he did that and he hurt his ribs and my dad mentioned it and his ribs were in pain, but I guess it, the pain got so bad. It caused him to go into shock. His blood pressure dropped and he passed out. Cause they took him to the hospital, x-rayed blood work, all the things. And they saw he had two cracked ribs. So it was a little bit scary because honestly, when the paramedics got there, my oldest nephew, he's 13, he was just out of sorts because we were all planning to go to see my mom, see my mom's grave. I think we were all maybe stressed about that. And suddenly we're like, oh my God, we're going to, we just lost grandma. And now like grandpa's dying and we had no idea. And the the paramedic kind of whispered to me, he's like, Hey, he's going to have to be admitted. I thought he would be there overnight. We didn't know what was going on. Luckily he was released by 5 PM or 6 PM, but it was a little scary and it was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily the reality of what happened was very silly, but 
So kids don't play chiropractor at home. If you're not a real chiropractor, <laughs> don't do it. Apparently you can break someone's ribs, especially if they're older. So I guess, yeah, that's where we are, but it was a little nuts. We didn't have any uncomfortable conversations as far as fingers pointing at me, at least getting married or anything like we talked about, but we definitely, <laughs> definitely had an awkward dinner. Cause the paramedic was like, well, we'll take him to the hospital, but it'll probably be a while before he gets to bed. So you guys can just stall. I'm like, I guess we'll have dinner. And so we're like, dad goes off to the hospital and we're just like, okay, let's make our meal and have Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was awkward. It was eventful, but thank God it all turned out and wasn't a tragedy. Cause that was just, it just would have been too much. I would have been like, yes. Okay. This, I kind of felt like, yes, this would happen. This would happen. Right. Right. Thank God yep. it did. So anyway. Well. Well, I'm glad that he's okay. And it sounds like he's recovering. So that's, uh, got some pain meds, which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was in Florida for a couple of days at my mom and my stepdads and, uh, it was nice. It was good for a couple of days of just relaxing by the pool and Keith came with me and Pip came with me. And, uh, yeah, so we got back yesterday and we're leaving for Australia this week for, I'm taking the month of December off. So pretty much I have to do a little bit of work, but other than that, I'm probably going to just try and chill and not do much. Yeah. So been we'll see. Yeah. This year has been, um, this year has been really, um, really great for the business, but it's been pretty draining. Like, especially the last few months, I've been doing a lot of promotions and, uh, I could just tell, like, I'm getting to the, like, my brain is getting to the point where I got to just check out. And you know, this about business too. It's like, in order to be able to show up like fully next year in the way that we want to, like, I need a lot of downtime. Like I need time to think about things. If we're going to do things differently next year, you know, cause if, if we don't do, if we don't have time and space to create like, you know, everything from like new messaging to uh, a new product or write new emails or, you know, like anything like that, that goes into changing up your processes, you need time to do that. You know, it's really easy for us to just phone it in and, you know, repurpose emails, repurpose social posts. We've sort of been doing that the last couple of months and it's been okay, but I feel like I want to sort of change things, especially because the space is changing. And I was just had this uh, moment today where I was thinking about that. And I was like, there's no way that I can go into next year without taking some downtime just to think about things and like message things and figure out, we already have our like calendar for next year, but really trying to figure out like, you know, where we're going, what the vision of the company is and how we're going to sort of structure things. And, you know, space is changing. We're talking about the economy being different, inflation, uh, we're in a recession, you know, internet space is getting, or is changing. The algorithm on Instagram is changing massive, different like consumer behavior. So, you know, it's one of those pivots and we've obviously seen plenty of those in business, but I'm glad I'm going to be taking off, uh, most of the month of December to do that. So fill up I think, cup. I think it's so good that you're doing that and being an example of it, because I've been working with someone in this last year who I feel like makes too many decisions out of scarcity in the seat of their pants. And like, let's change things on a dime instead of stepping away, looking at everything and, and thinking about it. I think it's so important. Otherwise I, I really think you start just freaking out and making decisions out of like freak out mode because you don't have the time and it just doesn't always work out the best, but even if it did, it doesn't feel good. And you want yeah. your business to like, feel good as you're doing it. And you want to feel control. good. Cause you can feel like when you're pushing, when you're like pushing something or trying to make something work and yeah. you know, it just like, it doesn't feel aligned and that comes off when you're promoting. Yeah. So if you're unsure and you're not excited and you're not like really feeling into it's interesting because right now, currently I'm doing a little push for our moderation 365 nutrition course. And, you know, I love that curriculum. And to me, it's 
it's, it's the best thing that's out there. It's everything everyone to say about nutrition, but I've sort of been off nutrition for the last couple of years. Like we've done several episodes on the best life, which have been well-received, but you know, for me personally, I don't think about food. I know for you, it's just not a thing anymore. So I don't sit here and think about different frameworks and different ways to teach it and whatever. I love that curriculum. And we have over 200 people certified in it at this point. And we've helped like 10,000 people overcome some of their food obsession, but like, me personally, I don't get jazzed up to talk about that. And there are a lot of professionals that do who are like still a little bit in the trenches. And, you know, these last couple of years, I just honestly, food is so like so neutral to me that like to get excited about like talking about it and explaining it and everything. I can just feel that my energy is not super aligned. You know, I want people to have access to this because it's a great program and it helps a lot of people, but I can just tell like my personal promotion and energy behind the launch is definitely not there. So that's just a, a clue for me to go, cool. I'm, I, we have to figure out maybe something different for this next year and what that looks like. So anyway, that's a, a sort of business aside, but you know, that sort of goes in with what I want to talk about today. And we had a lot of good feedback on our last episode, all about things that we don't buy anymore. And it was interesting because Danny threw that out there from listening to, well, not even listening to, but seeing it on Rachel Hollis's podcast. And um, y'all really like that one and sort of you know, resonated quite a bit with what we were talking about. And I wanted to go a little bit deeper on that and maybe extend out into some other areas. And I had this idea of how your goals change as you get older. So we've talked about this quite a bit, but even from 20 to 30, from 30 to 40, and I assume from 40 to 50 and beyond, how some of the things in your life, your perception of certain things change, whether that's your body and like food and exercise, your health, whether that's uh, relationships, marriage, whether that's your career and your job aspirations. And so I wanted to have this discussion to talk about sort of the evolution of goals, because I just posted something today on, on Instagram that was like, my forever goals is just like feel fit and healthy have visible muscle and never diet again, you know? And that was so mm. different than it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was like, get super lean, you know, get up on stage, get a magazine cover, you know, be famous, like whatever. And just over time and through a lot of experience and inputs, and I guess, should I say wisdom, things just change. There's no, no better or worse. I mean, I don't, you're, you could be listening to this and you can be in your forties and be like, I still want to get up on stage. and I still want to get lean. I still want to get on the cover magazine. So not necessarily having to do with age, but I thought for you and I, I know things have changed so much for us. I thought we would talk about sort of that transition. I love this. It's interesting because I was just, I told you guys, I was just in Costa Rica um, at a couple's retreat and I was with another couple who kind of was going the opposite of like where we were in our twenties. So, you know, she mm. was, she had been in like normal job and suddenly she's like, I think there's something more out there for me. And so going back to school and trying to start a new career and getting a degree. Mm. And so I think it's interesting, just regardless, it's not about what the goal is. It's just, it does change. So maybe when you're younger, you're just super ambitious and you want all of these things like we did. Maybe maybe they're ego pursuits. Maybe they're just driven from your family, like wanting to get degrees and uh, go to the special schools, get magazine covers, you know, be a superstar, whatever. And then maybe as you get older, things become more important to you, like starting a family, having babies and those kind of things didn't, didn't matter to you before. And on the other side, you might have started young, started a family, done all these things. And now you're like, okay, now what, now what's out there for me? And you want something bigger and you want to have a name for yourself and you want to get out there. So regardless of what it is, I think it just does change. And I think this 
And maybe it's, maybe it is just like the decade thing. I think like coming upon 40, we start to, this is where people start to have like a midlife crisis, 40, 50, like these kind of decade markers, yeah. right? They're like, oh, I've gotten to this point. Where am I? What have I done with my life, you know, up until this point? And I think maybe it's, and maybe this is just the trajectory. Like if you've hustled when you're younger and you're like, I'm tired, I want more just peace and, and uh, happiness in my life, then you go that route. And then maybe if you started with the family and, and, a little bit more of the traditional roles. Now you want more, uh, ego pursuits in your life. I don't know. It would be interesting to see and ask people. And I'm it's sure interesting because people- I'm sure yeah. you've worked with people who are like in their forties, like I would say probably the average age of someone in my be- beginner to business course is probably between 35 and 45, mm-hmm. which checks out. And a lot of these people are just getting started online. You know, yeah. most of them have kids. Like you said, most have already done this. And oftentimes this is a second career for them. And so I love that you mentioned that it could be either or, right? It's like, you know, we don't want to necessarily assume that like, oh, you're in your forties, you just want a quiet life now and whatever. It's like, shit, you might be like, hey, I'm, my, my kids are in high school or they just, you know, they just left the nest or whatever. And this is my time. And I've been a, you know, full-time mom for the last 16 years and I'm ready for something new. I'm, I'm sort of evaluating what's been in my life for me. And I think that's a really important thing to think about. Yes, from a career perspective, but also a relationship perspective, also a health fitness perspective. That's sort of where I I wanted to start for us was, yeah. you know, how have, and I know you and I are a little bit different. I'm definitely in like a maintenance mode. I know you've sort of taken your like fitness and sort of put it in like a little bit of the back seat. You've been focused more on your health and getting healthy and doing your blood labs mm-hmm. and making sure everything's checked out. So how has that maybe come to the forefront and how have you sort of like moved some things around on the chessboard? Yeah. So interesting on that. Um, like for me personally, uh, mental health has been number one the last couple of years. And so that's switched things a ton where I think priority in my early twenties was how I looked. It wasn't physical health. It was like how my body actually looked. So even though I thought I was quote eating healthy and was the picture of the perfect, whatever, um, it wasn't really the healthiest. And so I I've noticed personally that no matter what goes on for me, my mental health has been a struggle since I was a teenager. Right. And so that's been a struggle, but I've never necessarily put my priority on it. It's always been like, well, if this is it, like if my finances are in order, then I'll feel better. Or if my mm-hmm. relationships are good, then I'll feel better instead of trying to feel better. So that the relationships work and so that the business works. And so I've kind of flipped it around the last couple of years and recognized. And I, I remember when I was in network marketing, our CEO, his name is Jeff Olson, and he wrote the book, The Slight Edge. And he says that there's so much research that says so many people will say, when I get, when I have the relationship, I'll be happy. When I have that job, I'll be happy. When I have the number in the bank, I'll be happy. But he says, research shows people who are happy end up getting the job, getting the relationship, getting the thing. And so that started to shift in me probably around 2014. And I understood it as a concept, but didn't actually put it into practice. And so I would still try to get the thing and then be happy or like pay off the debt. And then I'd feel better. And it does work sometimes, you know, you get some relief when you're doing the thing and you're like, okay, paid my debt off. Now I can breathe. Now I can like spend my money on other things or my relationship is good. Now I can breathe. But this last year, I really started to go, you know what? I need to really put the focus back on me. So I'm like, put more money into counseling, into mental health shit, into, um, 
focusing on like what I'm eating into supplements and to all that kind of stuff so that I feel better. Cause I realized that even if I get the shit done, if I don't feel good, I'm still not at my best. And I also recognize like the less sleep I get, the shittier I am. And you guys know, I've been through major uh, adrenal fatigue and going through all that. Like when you don't have your health and watching my mom with cancer, like if you don't have your health, you don't really have anything. So as I watched her, it was like, we have to get you feeling better before you can do anything. I remember she would have these moments where she was like, I just feel so useless. I want to do something. I'm like, you're, you can't right now. Like your brain isn't functioning. And this goes just for anyone. And I'm saying this to like my mom, I'm saying this to myself. I'm saying this to everyone listening. If you are not functioning, like if your health isn't good, if your mental health isn't good, especially like if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're not dealing with that, you really can't make more money. You really can't uh, have a good relationship. So all the things that I've been going through the last few years were definitely a direct result of my own mental health not being taken care of. And my mental health is a direct reflection of my physical health as well. So to me, it's really been focusing on like getting my labs done, figuring out what's wrong with me physically, um, talking to therapists and going to working on my traumas and all that's going on. Mm -hmm. Because if that shit isn't taken care of, then I'm not going to be good in my business. I'm not going to be a good friend. I'm not going to be a good partner in my relationship. So that's been a big one for me. And sometimes I, I actually see, um, you know, I've, I've seen this with Jeff and it's been hard to not like point fingers sometimes where he's been really hustling on work. And I'm like, dude, you would do a lot better if you just went to sleep tonight instead of stayed up till two in the morning hustling. <laughs> and it's like, I want to just say that. And then I'm like, you know what? Everyone's on their own journey and you have to just let people figure that out on their own. Mm. But it's something I found for myself where I used to stay up late and try to like figure things out and just like white knuckle it all and try to like make more money or come up with a new concept or come up with a new idea. And now I'm like, if it's not, if it's not coming, I'm not forcing it. I'm like, you know what? Probably be better off taking a nap. And then in the morning, or like, you know, after the nap or when I wake up tomorrow, the ideas will come to me and I have to just trust that that will happen instead of trying to force it. Mm -hmm. I love that you, that you are prioritizing that because I think that's one of those things where you can, like you said, you can kind of like push it down for a while, right? Where you're like, yes, I know that like I've been struggling with that. Or yes, I know that hasn't been um, a priority of mine, but we just think, especially because you and I are both like recovering perfectionists, we're recovering type A people. Like we just do, we've just always done and we've always achieved. And so you think that you could just achieve your way through something when, when it comes to your mental health and it comes to your mindset and your peace and your, uh, I don't know, sense of just, I don't know, ease and in your life, like, like literally talk about well-being. Um, you can't force that. There has to be a level of surrender. You know, there really has to be a level of surrender and time and space to do that. And I just, I, I just always want to validate that there's going to be different seasons in life. And I think what you mentioned is so important because you have the awareness that, Hey, this is an important thing that like, I got to figure out. It's like a puzzle. I got to figure this out. So many people don't do that. And that's why they wake up at like 45, 50, 55 going like, like, and just literally like blowing up their entire life, you know, because it manifests in things like addictions or, you know, uh, terrible health outcomes, health crises, um, uh, you know, quitting a job and, or like going postal or like whatever some of these things are, 
because it's not dealt with sooner. So the fact that you have that awareness to go like, Hey, this is the forefront. And also like realizing, Hey, like I'm doing deep work right now. And so there may not be a lot of space for like that push and like, and I can't do everything all at once. And I do think that there are definitely seasons in business. You know, I think for me in my twenties, it was very much about um, you know, ego pursuits for me. And it's not that I regret that stuff. We've talked extensively about that on the podcast, looking good and whatever. Then you get to at least like my late thirties, early forties have been about more like, not necessarily like looking good on the outside, but like really feeling good on the inside. Like make sure I get enough sleep, making sure I'm eating enough vegetables, like even just stuff like that, where you can't like, now that we're sort of starting to see <laughs> the signs of aging, especially like skin, hair, you know, just like all the different kind of stuff, your face, like I, it's just so much more important to me. Whereas before your twenties, early thirties, I don't know about you, but I had like a moment right around like my mid thirties where I was like, oh shit, things are like looking different now. I can't just push through. I can't get up at 5am. I can't be at the gym doing an hour of cardio and like, whatever I have to prioritize sleep. I have to prioritize micronutrients like vegetables and fruit and like making sure I'm getting like a wide variety of different nutrients, like stuff like that. You just, you care so much more about the inside, even like drinking and stuff. I know we've talked about that a lot on the podcast. It's like, yeah, like at some point you're kind of like, yeah, how's my liver doing? <laughs> like you might not have hangovers, but you're gonna be like, ah, oh, probably liver's not doing probably too good, right? Like if you want to have a long, healthy career or a long, healthy life, we have to start taking some of that stuff in consideration. I will sort of pivot the conversation and bring it to relationships. And we've talked about this a little bit as well. I think for me, especially my twenties and early thirties, my romantic relationship was a lot more of a priority than it is now. So let's say it's not a priority now, but it's just, it's, I have a different, completely different perspective. I think in my early, my twenties and early thirties, I felt like you have to have a partner. That's what everyone does. You got to find the one, you got to have a husband, you got to have a partner, you got to go through life with somebody, you got to like have a team, you got to like do this thing with someone. And now I'm kind of like, I love doing life with someone, but now I can feel so much more grateful for it because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a, a necessary thing. It's not automatic. Like, oh, I have to go through life with someone. It's like, I really love going through life with someone, but it's not this need. It's not this, I know I'd be fine being alone. I'd be fine having some amazing friends. I'd be fine having some lovers. I'd be fine also being, building a life with someone like I am. And so maybe that's easier said than done, but you know, I think that for me has maybe not felt so front and center. And instead it's like, do I have someone who I respect, who I, you know, have fun with, who I have great chemistry with and can build a life with, but it's not like a need. It's more of a want. And I don't think I recognized my twenties that it was a need looking back. I'm like, oh yeah, that was like my main priority was like, mm -hmm. make sure I have somebody right. And be like picked or whatever that looks like uh, as embarrassing as that is to say, but for sure that's changed as well for me. It's changed as well for me. I actually saw a Mark Manson post on Instagram the other day. It said something like, imagine your life, like imagine. Oh, your I saw that. That was so yeah, good. Your romantic re relationship and being alone for the rest of your life. Like sit with that. And then imagine you having no friends for the rest of your life. And he kind of just gave the, it was just a post about like sitting with those two things and realizing like you could live without a romantic partner the rest of your life, but not having friends the rest of your life, if you were just, you had no one, how much lonelier and hard that would be and how we prioritize our romantic relationships so much, but really our friendships and like the 
the breadth of relationships we have are really more important. And so I thought that was an interesting post. Um, and it got me, you know, it got me thinking, you know, I, I also saw a post, I think it was a holistic psychologist. She does a lot of interesting things that are, uh, very relevant to me in my childhood. And she said, if you grew up with parents who didn't have friends, you'd you never learned like how to host and how to have all this. And I was like, that's really interesting. And also you were like your parents own source of entertainment and, and you had a different level of like pressure on you. I thought that was interesting. Cause I don't really remember my parents having a lot of friends growing up either, like having their friends come over or anything like that. And I started to think about this morning, like how did that affect me? And so this is also an interesting thought. Like if you have children, and, and your partner, like how much do we make that our partner and our children are only source of relationships. And we don't like let off the steam by like going out with our girlfriends or going out with friends. And I think it's so important. And we come back to remembering that of how important our friendships are just to giving, like we can't expect, I know Esther Perel talks about this, but in, in her affairs book is we have these relationships now and we expect our partners to be everything to us. We expect them to be our confidant, our best friend, our lover, our business partner, our like everything. And we do need, we do need friendships to take the pressure off of that. Our, we can't have one person yeah. or a family member or our children by for like, please no, to take everything that like they can't be our emotional dumping grounds for everything. And so friendships are so important. And I think we like it, more, we get like important. in that, that like, sorry to cut you off, but like yeah. that idea of like the one, right. Yeah. I think that puts so much pressure on it. And, and, but you just think, oh, I'm supposed to find someone who just like fills in all my gaps. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any romantic partner can fill in all your gaps. Yeah, no. And, and just, you know, if friendships are tricky as we've done a lot of episodes on friendships as adults and they are tough to maintain, especially when people move. Like I have quite a few, I've moved many times. And so I have friends in other States and I have friends that where we go years without talking to each other. And then when we talk, it feels like nothing has changed, but at the same time, so much has changed and there's always stuff to catch up on. And I'm always like, dang, I, I wish I kept in better touch. And so it's a good reminder for me to remember who those people are in my life that I really need to like stay in touch with more. And, you know, it's also this time of year, you start thinking about it and what you're grateful for, of course, Thanksgiving and And it's just a good reminder to like keep in contact with those people who are important to you and who have been there for you. And, you know, even when we're going through hard things, I know for me, one of my um, best friends, she was going through a lot of hard stuff at the same time I was going through a hard, a lot of hard stuff. And so we kind of talked about a month and a half ago and she was like, Danny, I was really suicidal. And I'm like, dang, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. And I was like, but so was I. So I'm like, we were both just not having a good time and neither one of us were reaching out to each other and maybe we could have helped each other. I don't know, but it is, it is hard. And sometimes we get into a weird spot too, where we're like, well, they should reach out to me. But Mm. I think, I think we have to be the ones who are like, if we want this relationship to work out, we gotta, we gotta sometimes be the one to reach out because we never know what's going on in someone else's life either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I think the pandemic has totally exacerbated this as well because it put everyone in their homes limited travel. And I don't know about you, but like when I'm exhausted, just like completely overwhelmed with like work and I'm just like exhausted, I do not want to fucking talk to anybody, you know? So it's like, I'm overwhelmed with work or I'm just overwhelmed with life in general or whatever, like the stress with the day-to-day stress, you know, which I think everyone's feeling that. So the last thing you want to do is reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a year because you're like, fuck, like we got to catch up and whatever. So I do think, and this is something that actually my brother Danny is really good at. 
and my dad is pretty good at this too. They just do little check-ins. They don't expect the phone calls to be super long. They don't like, it's very much like a frequency thing. And I think that actually works better for me too, is like texting more consistently or like talking, you know, once a week or something like that for like five minutes. You know, my dad and I talk like, and we talk for like five minutes, eight minutes. Like it's not this like big catch-up session. I think I like that a lot better. And I think sometimes, you know, I don't know if I'm in the car or whatever, that's a great time. Just call someone. If you're on a walk, like great time, just call someone or text them or whatever. And like, or even just leave a voice note. Sometimes you just don't want to talk. You're just like, I want to leave a voice note, tell them what's going on. Oh my God. Me and you, you and I have done that where it's like, oh my God, I need to tell you what just happened. Like whatever, whatever. Sometimes you don't want to have to like be on the hook to be on the phone for however long. So maybe just voice notes are easy too. But I think to your point, you know, you have to really figure out, and by the way, not everyone can be like, you know, top of mind all the time. So if you're lucky as an adult, I count myself very lucky because I have like five people in my life who I feel like talking to them is actually relaxing. It's not, uh, uh, it's not hard. You know what I mean? I think for some people, like, we're like, ah, oh, I should keep in touch with that friend, but you keep not because you're like, I know it's just going to be actually is draining. I'm lucky because I feel like I have like five or six people in my life that is actually like, fills me up, fills up my cup to talk to them, you know? So if you're lucky enough to have people in your life, like friends like that. And I think, you know, like you said, when we think about getting older, I was thinking about my mom because I was just in Florida and she's at her 70th birthday is next month. And she said, I wasn't going to do anything. She goes, but there's someone else, another woman here who lives in the neighborhood who also has a birthday in December and she's going to be 70. And she approached me and said, Hey, let's just have a, let's throw ourselves a birthday party. And so unlike my mom. And she was like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. But the woman's like, let's do it. Let's just invite. And so they just invited women, no men. It's like 60 women are invited to this thing. And I'm like, that's so cool. And I was like, no guys. She goes, nope, no husbands, no men, just women. And I was like, I think that that's really common. I can't see men doing that who are 70, but like women doing that is really common. So you think about oftentimes women outlast men or wives outlast husbands. Sometimes like, yeah, doubling down. I feel like as women, we tend to be a little bit better at that as uh, diversifying relationships, having, you know, doing hobbies, doing activities together. And so as I get older, that is definitely something that's way more important to me. I don't just need to be with my partner and be like, just as this is the one and he's everything. I want to have a lot of different people in my life who have, you know, who can enrich my life. And that also takes the pressure off your partner as well. Yeah. I love that. I love that cute birthday party. Super cute. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, another piece, you know, talking about relationships, I think another piece that also shifts as we get older is financial um, mm. goals, whether it's earning or retirement money or whatever. But I know for me, a big piece of my twenties was like just earning the most, like I need to hit six figures. I need to hit seven figures. And as I got older and as I started to maybe also see the reality of, of what that is, especially the marketing side where I'd see revenue numbers. And then we, you know, you know, you and I got into a lot of masterminds and see people who are like, quote, making seven figures but they're spending seven figures to make seven. I'm like, oh, or they're stressed the fuck out or yes. they're like having to keep up or yeah. Yeah. Or they're making eight figures and they're literally looking at us and they're like, what are you doing? I would just want your lifestyle instead. You know, they've got payroll that's $150,000 a month and they're stressed to the gills to pay everybody. And so those things have changed for me too. The amount of money I make and what I think, like what quote a thousand or six figures or what seven figures looks like. I recognize now that my lifestyle doesn't need as much as I thought it did. So while for goal sake might be nice to hit, you know, certain numbers, you're like 10 million. It would be cool to say I did it. 
And then at the same time, I'm like, but what would 10 million get me that I don't, that I couldn't actually have at, you know, 600,000, like what would be the difference in my lifestyle between those things? Right. So that that's changed a lot for me too. You know, things like just having money in the bank, having a cushion, um, not being in debt, having some consistency, being able to have the lifestyle I still want. Like those things are a lot more important to me than a certain number, kind of like this, the body thing back to that too. Like, like a certain number on the scale, less worried about having exactly 125 pounds or 115 pounds or 135 pounds, like whatever the number is less worried about that number than like, how do I feel and how am I showing up? And can I get out of bed? Right. Yeah. So I, I think that the, that. I think the finances have, are also very similar. It's like, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to travel this way. I want to be able to live this way. I want to be able to say yes to these things. I want to be able to go to nice dinners. So what does that look like? And it probably doesn't look like $10 million a year. No, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think that's very true. So last year, when we made a lot of changes in the business and increased our revenue significantly, it wasn't because I was like, I need more designer bags. Like it was, we were like, I was looking at it from the perspective of, I turned 40 last year and I was like, I have maybe 10 years left Mm -hmm. of doing this kind of business. You know, like I've been at it for 12. I'm like, I can really only see myself doing like this social media and everything I'm doing for like maybe till I'm 50, right? And I'm like 10 years isn't that long, really, if you think about it. And I want to be set up. So that I want to be set up. So I started putting way more money into retirement. And I also want to make sure that my family's taken care of. That was another big thing. Like I don't need more money to do to live the lifestyle that I'm living. It's fine. But for me, it was like, I want to make sure my parents are getting older. You know, I want to make sure they have enough. I want to make sure their health is taken care of. I want to be able to put away as much as I possibly can into retirement and like make sure that I'm set up and doing smart things with my money. So I think if I'm I wish I had started doing that earlier, to be honest, but I didn't really feel the like acute acuteness of that until 40. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's the lifestyle that you want to live is probably way less expensive than you're thinking. And then just be making smart decisions. You know, you are so good about making really smart decisions with your money, but still making your money go far, which is what I really appreciate about you is like, you are very mindful with your money way more than I am, but you're also very like, you still, you, your lifestyle doesn't suffer. Whereas I think a lot of people can like be like, I'm on a budget and like, don't do anything. Don't go anywhere. Don't travel at all. Don't do anything nice to themselves. I think you got, you've definitely strike a nice balance with that. And I think for a lot of people, like you guys can just have the lifestyle that you want without having to be like, I need a million dollars. Like it's cool to say you did it, but like Danny said, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, especially in our industry around like how someone gets to that number. I mean, I remember talking to someone like like a year ago and they're like, I'm a 10 figure business. I was like, I don't even know how many fucking zeros that is. Like, how much is that? Is that a hundred million dollars? I can't even conceptualize that amount. And yeah. also why, what are you doing with that? I mean, I know for a lot of people, entrepreneurship is like a game. So it's not even be, uh, like at some point it's not even about the money. Right. Uh, but for me, it was just more about security. That was it. It was like, cool. I'm ready to like I I don't have any debt and haven't had any for a while, but I was like, I want to make sure I put money put away and like just some priorities, you know, it's not like I need material things. It's never about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think in my, in my earlier twenties, it was more like what I wanted to buy, what kind of car I wanted to drive. And now I'm like, I really don't care. I haven't had a car since 2017 or 18. And then Jeff and I share a car, which it's his, but I count it as mine. And it, it just, it's like the things that I care about have really shifted material things and the amount of money 
is a lot less than I thought I would, would need, right. Or that the amount of money I need is a lot less than I thought I wanted, I guess. And most of it was just about hitting certain goals. And I'll probably set myself up for some goals for challenges coming up, but it's going to just be like, who do I have to become to get those? It's mm. not about the actual money. Right. So Jim Rohn would always say like, set a goal to make yourself a millionaire, not because of the million dollars, but who you have to become to mm, be a millionaire. Yep. And so I think if you're doing those things, it's like setting those goals. So you have to challenge yourself. That's what, that's why I think the only worthwhile reason to run a marathon or to do a fitness or bikini competition is just to push yourself and see who you have to become to do that. Totally. And then you're like, okay, I did I'm it. Good. And then you can decide if you want to continue. But I think that's for me, the main reason of setting any kind of financial goals that way is, okay, what do I have to do to change, to like challenge myself, to hit those versus I need to buy this, like you said, like a certain kind of bag. So I look a certain way. So people will, it's really, for me, that's about perception, how you're trying to control the perception of other people. And we know we just can't control the perception of other people. So, and it's funny because we were talking at the beginning about, you know, whether you want more relaxed lifestyle now or where they're hustling. I was just watching uh, Grant Cardone's Instagram yesterday, some of his reels and stuff. And he, motherfuckers like 60 something, 65, maybe. And he's got these huge goals now. He's like, here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm doing. And I was like, dude, he's still grinding. He's still going, but I think he has a great balance. And I think at this point he's about, this is legacy. This is, I want to see how far I can go. And so it's inspiring to see someone in their sixties who's like, I'm still pushing. I'm still going. But I think if you really talk to him, I don't think he, he thinks he's behind. I think he's really kind of the guy that's like, let's see how much I could do. Like I've gone this far. Let's see like, what's the capacity? What is the limit of human potential of what we can mm. earn? And I think there's just some people who are driven that way and who are at the top of their game, like Olympians. They're like, let's see if I could just add one more twist to this triple flip or something, right? Like you just want to see how much you can push yourself. And I think that's a great thing to do, but I don't think that at that point, it's really about being better than who you were before, not trying to be better than other people or hit a certain number or do something because it's, you're trying to prove yourself. It's yeah, like really just say. proving to yourself what you can do at this point. And I, that's where I'm at. It's like, you know what? I'm no longer trying to impress anyone else or try to show off. It's like, what can I do and how much can I push myself? And let's like, see how far I can go. And I yeah. think that feels a lot better too. Yeah, me too. I do. I do think the word is perspective. Whatever mm -hmm. the perspective is, right? It doesn't have to be like, yeah, I want a quiet life. It could be like, I'm ready to like go balls to the wall. That's awesome too. But I think with perspective, you're able to see a little bit more about what's important to you versus you mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, taking on maybe other people's goals. Mm -hmm. So in your twenties, maybe taking on your parents' values, your, what your parents think is important, you know, or what their parents want you to do. And then I think it takes a while to get to the point where and it's interesting because I have a lot of gals who I work with who are, like I said, in their 40s and beyond who are starting their businesses. And for a lot of them, they were full-time moms and their, you know, husbands or their partners were the breadwinner and they're like, you know, so they're they're dealing with some, even some family stuff, some family dynamic shifts that are going to have to happen um, for them to sort of step into that different type of power. Not that like super mom power, but like that super business owner power. And, you know, for not everyone in your life will totally understand that, but it's a feeling of really coming into my own goals. They're not my husband's. They're not what my kids want. They're not what my parents want. They're not what society wants. And it has this really freeing feeling that once you get to this age, there's so many things on the menu. You really get to choose your own adventure. 
And I love that. And I just want to have this conversation because I think this is just a good sort of awareness conversation. I think if you're listening to this, chances are you've probably been in a lot of those spaces and maybe it might be a good reminder for you to just take stock. Where have I been? Where am I at? And where do I want to go? Because you really can. I love that you brought up the Grant Cardone thing because that's really inspiring too. Never too late. It's never too late. So y'all, I think that's a great place to wrap this up. Really hit a lot of angles and points and would love to hear from y'all like goals you have now and what are you aiming for and how do you feel about it all? All of these things that we shared, yep. uh, hit us up on our DMS and Instagram at the best life podcast. And if you like this episode, screenshot it, share it in your story, tag us, and we will repost and we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye guys. Bye.